Good morning, Emmanuel. Welcome all of you and online campus too. Would you stand please? Let's read today's scripture. We are working through the book of the Colossians together. So today's scripture is Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. I, I hope we're going to have a slide here. Uh, I will read for you. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I, Apostle Paul, am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. You may be seated. For a month, while meditating on the book of the Colossians, I prayed three things. First, I prayed for a person who misunderstood me and my intention. So I was heavy-hearted and fervently prayed to see our relationship would be reconciled. So I reached out and visited the person, but the result was not good. Second, my family and I constantly prayed for a person to overcome her physical difficulty. However, a few days ago, she went to be with the Lord much quicker than we expected. And we had to switch our prayer for peace and comfort over her left family members. Lastly, it was my personal prayer for Father's Day, I wanted to go to a movie theater with my wife, Yoon, to see Top Gun Maverick. Ah, oh, I love it. Yes, that was my prayer. And then I was a big fan of Top Gun, too. However, Yoon was not so interested. That was why I need to pray. She didn't remember if she watched Top Gun number one or not. And very kindly, I found a short YouTube summary video and showed it to her. And I said, this will be interesting. And I spiced it up to increase her interest. So we went to cinema together, holding hands. No, I don't, I don't think. I don't remember. We have been living in the States for 14 years so far, but it was our second time watching a movie together. If you knew me, you would know I am a financial nerd. I tend, to, I tend not to spend money to eat out. But that night, I bought a large popcorn size and drink to thank my wife for going to movie with this lonely guy, me. After a long movie trailer, I think it's more than 20 minutes. That's too long. Finally, Top Gun Maverick started. Everything was great for the first 10 minutes. But suddenly, the movie turned off with a pop sound. What is this? And we patiently wait for five minutes, 10 minutes, and 15 minutes. Nothing happened. The screen was still black. Then staff told us, Power went out, entire movie theater, and then everyone had to live. 
One hand hold, holding the half-filled popcorn steel container, and the other was given complimentary ticket, and we had to leave. Seriously? Well, all my three prayers were all not answered unless in the way I wanted to be turned out. Is it only me who experienced some prayers go unanswered? Have you, ever, have you ever thought about it this way? Why should we pray? Is it really worth doing prayer? I'll be honest with you. Prayer is a spiritual discipline that we all know, but it doesn't come easy to me. I cannot even say with certainty how prayer actually works. I know that prayer brings me into God's presence in a way I cannot fully understand nor explain. And I also know there are lots of the Bible scriptures that we know to say about praying without ceasing. Today's scripture, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 in ESV version says, continue steadfastly in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Philippians 4.6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Ephesians 6.18, pray in the spirit at all time and on every occasion. These are not only a few examples I can show you about devoted prayer life. When asked, why should I pray? I always answer this way. I pray because Jesus prayed. I know I have a lot of questions, but I pray because Jesus prayed. There are many parables and some difficult to understand teaching in the Gospels. But Jesus made it clear about prayer and practically showed what it is and how to pray. No figurative speaking, no parables, but he showed how to pray with example in person, which are written in the whole book of the Gospel in detail. And whole Gospel chapter, John chapter 17, it's Jesus, actually Jesus' prayer. It, it is called the, the high priestly prayer. Here's my homework for you this week. I love to give my homework. <laughs> Read John chapter 17 this week. You will feel Jesus' heart for us this day. I will remind you again. Read John chapter 17. In today's scripture, in the Apostle Paul advised, devote yourselves to prayer without being overwhelmed and burdened or questioned. How can we devote ourselves to prayer? Let us find it together from Jesus' prayers. Number one, Jesus prayed in tradition. 
Jesus grew up with tradition Jewish prayer practices. He learned at home at the synagogue. So he followed the normal Jewish practice of visiting the synagogue and of praying at least three times a day. They included the reciting prayers plus the longer prayers of Sabbath services. Number two, Jesus prayed anytime. He prayed at dawn, at dusk, and through the night. He prayed before and after with gratitude, after meals with gratitude. And Jesus prayed before every big moment. Jesus was praying at, the, at his baptism. Luke 3.21 says, When all the people were being baptized by John the Baptist, Jesus was baptized too. Listen, as he was praying, heaven was open. You know, Jesus' baptism was the official start to his three years of ministry. And Jesus prayed all night before he chose the 12 disciples. Luke 6, 12, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spend the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him to choose 12 of them. And these are not all. Jesus was also praying before the transfiguration, and he prayed before walking on the water. And most like us, Jesus turned to prayer in times of trouble. No doubt Jesus prayed intensely as he fasted and meditated during his time in the wilderness to be tempted. Jesus prayed with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he went to the cross. And of course, Jesus prayed on the cross as he gave his life for us. He prayed aloud as a rendezvous with the death approached. The word expressing his inner turmoil, now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Number three, Jesus prayed anywhere. He prayed in the village streets or on the crowded hilltops. He often went into the wilderness, mountains, or other isolated places to pray. We know Jesus often prayed in private. For when his disciples asked for instruction on prayer, Jesus said, Jesus said they should seclude themselves. When alone, Jesus relied on prayer as a kind of spiritual awakening and recharging. And then after an exhausting day of ministry, he would withdraw to an isolated place to pray to. Number four, Jesus also prayed for others. And if he made a few requests on his own behalf, Jesus always left prayers for others. Remember, he prayed for children brought to him by their mothers. When disciples tried to mock them and 
go away. And Jesus welcomed children who were the least of the these at the time. Jesus was not shy to pray in public. He had a deep compassion for people, especially Lazarus, Death, brother of Mary and Martha. Jesus prayed for Simon Peter at, at the Last Supper. You know, Jesus predicted that Peter will deny and fall away. Instead of proving his prophecy will be true, Luke 22, 32 says, Jesus prayed for Peter that I have prayed for you, Peter, Simon, that your faith may, be, may not fail and you have turned back. You have, you have when you turn back, Strengthen your brothers, and you will know this Jesus' prayer was answered. Number five, do you know Jesus, too, had unanswered prayer? As I said before, Jesus spent an entire time in prayers before choosing the 12 disciples. Yet, one of 12 was a traitor. Judas Iscariot, the overly ambitious sons of thunder. I don't think Jesus took it as it is unanswered prayer. As Jesus knew, it is all God's redemption story. However, if I were Jesus, who prayed for choosing or hiring co-workers to accomplish the ministry together, I would think from the human perspective, this is an unanswered prayer because if one of my co-workers who serve as a treasurer, which has a, a very important role, and betrayed me and our team, and all team members scattered, and all ministries gone, I may say, oh God, I pray for this by spending hours and hours and hours. How comes this is the result? Another unanswered prayer appears in John chapter 17. Remember your homework? Jesus' longest written prayer in Bible, such as, I will read some part of the John chapter 17. Jesus prayed that my prayer is not for the disciples alone, which is 12 disciples 2,000 years ago. Jesus, I pray also for those who will believe in me, which is us, through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I'm in you, they may be one as we are one. I in them and you are in. May they be, be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me. Here's how I think. How about this unity in the whole history of the church for 2,000 years? How about we believers, so divided, many, 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 many ways right now. I don't have to explain about it. 
Jesus may have some unanswered prayers like we do. However, Emmanuel, this is the truth that I want you to remember today. Jesus prayed always and he never gave up. In today's sermon, you don't have to remember anything, but remember Jesus prayed always. Oh, oh, there is one more thing you cannot forget. Homework that I gave you, read John chapter 17. I will remind you again. Anyway, I am praying because my Savior, my mentor, and my love, Jesus prayed, and he is praying, and he will be praying. If Jesus himself prayed, we don't have any excuse not to pray. Amen? Jesus prayed for several hours at a time. And Jesus prayed on a short time. And he prayed anytime, anywhere with tradition and non-tradition. That hoped Jesus knows where to go next, what to do, and what to say. Now Jesus breached the chasm between God and human beings while on earth he became vulnerable as we are vulnerable, rejected as we are rejected, and tested as we are tested. However, in every case, his response was prayer. You too can pray with freedom. You can pray anytime, anywhere, short or long. You can surely pray for to see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Although God didn't answer what I want. But that's the devoted way of prayer. You can pray for anything. Prayer is a connection to the very ones who breathe life into us. If you want to know who God is, the secret to life that only he has. We must learn to pray without ceasing. Second, the Apostle Paul encouraged us to pray with alert mind. What is prayer with alert mind? From the parent's correction to the coach or supervisor who is giving specific instruction, we have all been advised to be focused and alert. If my wife Yoon or Pastor Mark say something that I have to be watchful, I have to wake up with alert mind. One time, I, pray, I, pre, I prepared a big event with a team of 30 plus volunteers. Thankfully, the event went well. Of course, I was so tired. I went home and I took a nap. As I got up and I thought back, I realized I was 90% thankful for what God has done, but I sensed the enemy tossing a thought constantly. It caused me to think as I contributed for the last 10%. I heard a lie. Jongmo, you can take a little bit of glory because you are the one who successfully prepared and finished the event. I was fully awake after a good nap, but I needed to pray to be alert 
and watchful to understand what tempted me to choose something wrong. Matthew 26, 41, Jesus said, Watch and pray so that you may not enter into temptation. Praying without, without an alert mind is like going to pharmacy without knowing what's wrong with you. Through prayer with an alert mind, God prevents us. God presents us with the Holy Spirit wisdom. We don't demand our right, such as, I think I need this medicine. But, but through prayer, through, with, with the alert mind, God said, no, that medicine will harm you and your family. But if you miss it, without thinking, you're going to take the medicine that harmed you and your family. When I meditated a prayer with an alert mind, I couldn't stop thinking of the story of King Solomon, who was great in nearly everything he did. He manifested great wisdom. He demonstrated a great talent for organization. But he was also great in another area. Yes, he was great with many failures. How did Solomon, Solomon ruin his life? It is because he prayed without an alert mind when temptation came. First King chapter 3 verse 3 says, Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his fathers. But 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 1 says, King Solomon loved many foreign women. Between 1 Kings chapter 3 and chapter 11, God appeared three times to Solomon, warned him to watch out for his heart and mind. However, ignoring God's specific directive, God allow, Solomon allowed himself to become influenced by many foreign women whom he loved. So he worshiped other gods. He, he misplaced love. He was seeking status and prestige. He fell into the trap of devil, became proud, and turned away from God. When he ignored it is time to pray with an alert mind, he became foolish. And Solomon's failures, you all know, make divide the United Kingdom of Israel. By the way, look at Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane. In Mark 14, 3, 6, Jesus went to Gethsemane to pray with his disciples. It was a regular prayer time as he followed his routine and tradition, but the night was an extraordinary moment for Jesus because Jesus already knew that he would die the next day. It was a moment for Jesus to pray with an alert mind. Jesus became anguished and distressed. Jesus' soul was crushed with grief. So Jesus asked his disciples to do the same, praying with an alert mind as he said, stay here and keep watch with me. 
But you know, they could not pray with being watchful. However, Jesus prayed, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Why, in a very tough situation, Jesus honestly pours out his heart, Father, if there is another way, you can remove this cup from me. But with, but with an alert mind, he knows God wants to deliver all mankind from sins and set them free. And God cannot make this his will be done without Jesus' sacrifice. Then he prayed, you God sent me into the world for that purpose. So I will obey. Now your will be my will. Like that, Jesus stayed fully awake in prayer until he was covered with blood and sweat. And, and, and at the end of that prayer, when Jesus was arrested, Jesus stayed calm most dignifiedly. In front of the soldier who came to arrest Jesus, Jesus was not frustrated and intimidated at all. When he confronted Pontius Pilate, there was no hesitation in Jesus. He was not daunted but answered with inward strength. It was Pilate thinking, who is this guy? Surely, Jesus prayed with an alert mind. Number three, pray for opportunities to speak about Jesus. As Pastor Mark said before, the book of the Colossians is one of the Paul's four prison epistles. He was in prison while preaching the gospel. Yes, Paul was literally chained. You may think that the opportunity to spread, to spread the gospel is blocked or limited, but Paul didn't think so. If it were, Paul would have asked the recipient of the Colossian church to pray for him to get out of the jail as soon as possible. But he didn't ask for such prayer. He asked people to pray for God's mysterious plan. That is, the promise of salvation through Jesus Christ so that the good news can be delivered in the Lord's way. We too, we too may be tied to chains with limited access to sharing the gospel, physical difficulties, limited time, and finance, and lack of confidence. Many people have an excuse that God will not use them to share the gospel. But God can do everything by himself with one touch. And God gladly uses people who pray. Through prayer, all obstacles will be removed and the gospel will be seeded through us. Without looking at the limitation of change, chains, I would like to us to be able to make every effort to share the goodness of God with the belief the gospel can be transmitted every 
even though we who are weak. I know we have heard so many things about Glover's slow growth financially and global division and even U.S. in so many divisions, pandemic, inflation, security challenges, gun shooting, etc. Despite all the limitation obstacles, God's strong hands will be with us who trust in him and who pray for with him and will never be put to shame. Amen. Emmanuel, as I read this verse, I was convinced that God wants us to pray for FCA camp, which is tomorrow, and Ninja Warriors camp we will be hosting this summer. Our staff and church leaders believe Emmanuel exists here to spread the gospel to local community and revive the local churches. When a great opportunity we are going to have in summer for that purpose to share the Jesus Christ, let us intentionally pray that they become such fun and safe and memorable events so that the children and their parents open their heart to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. As I was preparing the sermon today, I've been asking how we, Emmanuel, can pray as Jesus did. First of all, I want you to consider joining the prayer group here in Emmanuel. We have early morning prayer every Monday and Friday at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel of Emmanuel. It is my favorite prayer group. And we have an intercessory prayer group on Wednesday morning at 10.30 a.m. And every Friday, every first Sunday at 6 p.m., there is a special group called Praying for Prodigals. If you need more information, please contact the office, our office. You will be blessed. Second, while I was thinking about the question of how we can pray devoutly, I found a letter from Philip Yance's book, Prayer Doesn't Make Any Differences. I would like to close today's sermon by reading a normal guy, Anthony's letter that is shared by the author. In the letter, there are nine questions he asks every day in his daily prayer. Here's my second homework for you. Remember first homework? Read. Oh, you are great. You are great. And second homework, when you pray, would you raise these nine questions you will see soon to God? Okay, let me read short letter now. As a 49 years old man stumbling through his midlife passage, I've been dealing with a divorce and trying to find closure in my father's death among other challenges. It is because of these experiences and what I have learned about myself that I realize that the importance of living a more spiritual life, trying to live up to the honor code of traditional masculinity, for example, not asking for help, no crying, staying logical, being in control, etc., has only led to unhealthy, and destructive behaviors. I, Anthony, have begun to make time to help me 
be more open to God. I make time for prayer consistently and reflection, long walks, spiritual readings. In fact, I ask myself a series of questions each day that help me focus on the spiritual instead of relying on the material parts of my life. Question like, these are questions I want you to ask every day as we practice devoting ourselves to prayer. And this question will help you to pray with an alert mind and pray for the opportunity to ask about Jesus. You ready? Number one, how, Holy Spirit, how can I slow down? Number two, Holy Spirit, how can I simplify things? You know, Satan used fill you to distract, not to focus on God. What is the distraction you have? Three, Holy Spirit, how can I bring silence into my life as Jesus did? Number four, how can I savor this moment, finding the way how to gratitude to God? Number five, how can I speak up, tell the truth? Number six, how can I settle in, which means settle, establish roots of the spiritual life and ritual in your life. Number seven, Holy Spirit, how can I shed my armors and mask? His invitation to be vulnerable as Jesus did. Number eight, Holy Spirit, how can I soften my approach to life? Number nine, how can I serve the community? That would be the endless prayer for FJ Camp and Ninja Warriors Camp. The letter finished with two sentences. This question, Anthony said, helped me to touch my soul, listen to my soul, and bring me closer to God. As J. Heinle Arnold said, listen, Christian discipleship is not a question of our own doing. It is a matter of making room for God so that he can live in us. Would you stand, please? Rather than I play, pray for closing our sermon, my sermon today, I want you to have an opportunity to practice what is devoted prayer life means to you. I want you to ask Holy Spirit, what two or three questions that we have seen that you want me to dig in. Jesus, pray anytime. Jesus, pray anywhere. You can pray in your side. You can pray for, you can pray come at the altar area. You can do whatever you want. Don't follow any tradition, but ask two or three questions the Holy Spirit wants you to dig in. A while the worship team is going to lead us, please open your heart. Father, I want to contribute myself. What is the devoting prayer life is? Help me.
and live me through. I want to pray as Jesus prayed. Would you please?